are you drinking? Oh, to be honest, I don't know. I'm calling it like a redneck margarita. Ooh, oh, so like nice. Two shots of tequila with like some limeade and orange liqueur. Oh, oh yeah. Much fans. Yeah. Much fans. <laughs> All the fans. I'm sitting here at like my brujerio table. So I got like, I got my drinks. I got some crusty ass herbs. <laughs> I got some stanky ass oils. Candles. I got, yeah. We're ready to go. I got a candle to Guadalupe going. Yeah. We're ready. Do it. Z sexual Keanu Reeves gift. You did, and I appreciate it so much. It was a mistake, but I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry either. At all. Did you say it was two shots of tequila, limeade, and an orange liqueur? Okay. Sounds delightful. A little tequila, a little limeade, my back. Man, I can see you guys. Um, Hey. I'm kind of, hopefully, my phone will tell me if I'm running low on battery and then I'll go plug it in, but I think it should be fine. Okay. Excellent. Can you hear us over here? Okay. I can. Okay, good. Oh, good. Oh so now, what's this Keanu Reeves? What, what he now? sent me a gift because I was told I told him we were getting ready to start recording so he could get prepared. And he, went, I don't know what he meant to send me, but it was a gif of Keanu Reeves in <laughs> in bed. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> hey, Daddy Keanu. Like, no, but also yes, <laughs> yeah. he's so cute forever. And he likes old ladies. I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'd go gray for the canoe. He's older than you. Not by much, I don't think. No, not by much. But his girlfriend is, is much older. Yes. She's pretty. She's really pretty. She's super pretty. So, anyway. Are we recording? We are. Well, then, fuck yeah. Hey. Welcome to Ghosts and Hoes. <laughs> Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes. Patreon edition. It's been so long. I know. I know. And today... With us, we yes. have a very special guest. It's the first, you're actually our first Patreon guest. And a very special friend. Yes. And we talk about him all the time. All of the time. We have got the one, the only, Organwood Witch, a.k.a. Josh. Hi. <laughs> Otherwise known as JL and Cross. Um, you guys Hello. probably. There it's nice to be here with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yay! So, um, aside from us talking about you know referencing you from time to time and such, tell everybody where they can find you. Can you hear me? Only kind of. There's something I think that's like bumping up against the speaker because I can't. I don't I hear know. a lot of scritchity scratchy, but not actually scritchity scratchity. Yeah. I think he's trying to adjust it right now. Can mm-hmm. you hear better? I can hear D. I okay. didn't. I didn't say anything. So, can you hear her at all? Yeah, I don't know. Is Randall like moving boxes directly behind it? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Sounds like uh-uh. that's weird. Huh. I don't know. Is it okay now? Can you hear? Um, yeah, but then it kind of goes in and out. We'll see if it stays here. I'm okay. sorry, you guys. It's okay. Well, who knows? Technology. So <laughs> where can people find you? So the best way to find me is going to be through the Instagrams. Um, that's kind of where I am right now. I am working on getting an actual professional web page so that 
you know, I can be a, a grown up and all that. <laughs> uh, but right now, the best way to find me is on my Instagram, which is <clears throat> my handle is at Oregon Woodwitch. So that's why I get called that so often. Yes. Um, and the articles that you write, where can people find those? Oh, yeah, I do. I have a Patheos column mm-hmm. and it is on patheos.com. And my column is titled Cross and Crossroads. Yes. So if you find that, you will find me and you can find the link to that in the bio in my Instagram as well. So Yay. Yeah, he writes some pretty amazing articles. They... Yes, constantly just make me. I love them. Raise my hands to all the lords. Yes. So filling some of the hot tea sometimes, and it's yeah, that's another reason. I love it. I like a spicy hot tea. Um, So today we're going to talk about dark entities. Dark entities. Because I since I have known Josh, have always felt like, and he describes himself this way, uh, like the Defense Against the Dark Arts instructor, (laughs) which is accurate. (laughs) So we thought that it would be a fun episode to sit down and chat with Josh about all those especially nasty spookies that you see about, hear about, movies, other podcasts, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I've taken a couple of your classes where you talk about these dudes. I've taken several classes, especially (laughs) of late, during quarantine. I was like, oh, he's got a class. I'm in. (laughs) So um, your classes, and if anyone... Please take a class yes. with him because it, one of the most informative, best instructors out there. And I'm not just saying that because I personally love him, but mm. because it's true. It is true. It is very true. So yeah. where are we going to start with this one then? You're welcome. Um, So I was thinking when I was trying to figure out what to talk about, because I know the three of us, we have to narrow it down or it will just be... A mess. for four hours. Yeah, we could also do that. <laughs> It'd be like all over the place. So uh, in one of Josh's classes that I've taken, um, there are kind of, and this is just like, he focuses on them specifically because of the fact that they're the more common uh, dark entities where multiple people can and have encountered the same kind of being or creature or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. throughout time and everywhere that you can think of like so i was like oh let's think of like the top three ones okay of those and we could talk about that and i guess the first one that came to my mind uh was the lady in white uh the lady in white we see the lady in white a lot and she's kind of across the board all over the place because Sometimes you'll find her and she's very frightening and other times she's very benign. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have, um, who's the, there's the, the Mary and I believe it's Chicago who tries to get in people's cars yes. mm-hmm. on their way by. Yeah. yeah. What is her name? Uh, is it Hitchhiking Mary I think or something, something like, like that? that yeah. yeah. Something like something that. Mary, yeah. Think. Yeah. But so like, you know, sometimes they're kind of small like that and um, almost mischievous and other times, I was actually investigating an abandoned section of a mall in Portland not that long ago. 
And one of the things that they were reporting from the security team at the mall, not just random people there, but actual security guards who walked through that part, um, kept telling me that one of the common sights to see was a very tall woman in white Ooh. who was decaying. Oh, interesting. And she would just kind of stand over you, but was so tall that she'd have to like bend over like, almost <gasps> all the way down to like be face level with you. I don't, I don't so sometimes really white is not too friendly. Oh, yeah. I don't love the sound of that. Yeah. Um, I saw one um, the, when I was investigating the Butterworth building in Seattle um, with Seth, Michael, and several other people. But there was a lady in white. Um, she wasn't decaying, but she was sort of a grayish, greenish color kind of modeled like I guess you know a decaying body would um, mm-hmm. but uh, she wasn't necessarily tall she was kind of elderly looking and unfriendly mm-hmm. it's a little like um, I keep going back to the lady in the bathtub and the shining yeah yes it's yeah how they show up sometimes yeah I'm just like no I hate it yeah hate it. but you know and that's the thing too it's hauntings all across the world there always seems to be a woman in white somewhere they're very common. Yeah. And it's, it's weird, too, to see how often people experience these very specific types of entities. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Clyde is another one that I didn't realize was a thing until I had ran into him three or four times in different, completely unrelated yeah. cases. So talk about Clyde. Oh, Clyde. Yes. Um, so Clyde is he's one of my uh, repeat issues my repeat (laughs) offenders uh he's probably the most common one i run across when people have uh, a haunting especially one that revolves around children um they'll have something that i have come to refer to as clyde because i give them all a name so i'll i'll name them like carl you know bob ted fifi whatever because Mm -hmm. you know if you call them something very big and scary and demonic sounding then that just amps them up even more Mm -hmm. but if you can call them something like clyde then they cease to be scary and that's always helpful in my life of work but, yes um, Clyde is the one that most people know as the top hat man or the hat man mm-hmm. and I didn't even know he was a phenomenon that goes across quite a few different hunting cases until I ran into him several times and then I thought well even in my small area if I've already seen him three or four times I wonder if anyone else has and so I just googled top, top hat man mm-hmm. and then just like this enormous list of cases and urban legends and things like that came up that I didn't even know existed before that. Yeah. I haven't seen him. I did a him. Yeah. I I think I've seen a Clyde uh, when Mm. we were actually, well, now I think about it, maybe a couple, uh, one Mount Calvary Mm, mm -hmm. and then one in tombstone. Um, Uh, when we were at the old morgue, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I've seen, and I never really thought about it. Uh, the first time I took one of your classes and you were talking about Clyde, I was like, oh, gross. He sounds real scary. And I've actually, like, I hadn't seen him yet, but um, Sarah mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, she was telling me about it and because I was drawing and asking her about it and I showed her she's like ah 
I hate that. Yes, that's exactly what he looks like. Yeah. Maybe that's why I've always been like so terrified of Henry Kane from Poltergeist. Because I would imagine that's what Clyde would look like. Is if he were human. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why yeah. do you think, I mean, do you have a theory as to why there is that sort of that universal Clyde? I mean, or the lady in white, is it, um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Are I they- think it kind of comes from a, a few different places. And I mean, to be completely honest up front, we don't know. But uh, <laughs> right, what I would right. kind of throw out a guess at is, I feel like the lady in white is either something that they tend to try an image as or something that our brain is more, for some reason, ready to accept. Because sometimes when paranormal uh-huh. things show up, Mm-hmm. Everyone will see it differently. And so I think kind of depends on the person's brain. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's us or them doing that. When it mm-hmm. comes to Clyde, uh, I think that there just tends to be a large number of them, which is why they're so common. Yeah, kind of like a like a, its own thing. species. Yeah. 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 Almost, yeah, if, yeah to think of a word. Like scavengers. I always kind of, speaking of Keanu from earlier, uh-huh. um, I always kind of think of them as like the agents in the Matrix. Like so many of them, <laughs> the same person over and over again. Um, But they're all like just a tiny bit different. So I've met Clydes that either image differently or have something else wrong with them. I, Mm -hmm. they all have the hat. Yeah. They're all very snappy dressers. He definitely takes on the award for best dressed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He also, yeah. It also reminds me of now just thinking like much, much fans. fans. But if you also, and I know you'll get the reference. uh, If you put a hat on the gentleman from Buffy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like that in Henry yeah. Kane yeah. is how at least I see Clyde. Yeah. Which no, is, but he doesn't float, thank fuck, like the gentlemen do in Buffy. They just kind of oh, like. Yeah, they glide. Yeah, hated, the hated that. Oh, no boing, no boing. I don't goose to No, I don't goose to that. No. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I think I shared it with you a photo of uh, there's a documentary called The Hat Man or something like that on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, I, I've I have seen articles about the hat man. The hat man is it's a thing. It's a thing. And um, people see him. And, you know, sometimes it's a top hat and sometimes it's the wide flat hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's always that hat. Mm-hmm. It's always a... Or so it's just like the fedora. Like, even like on one occasion, it was like a bowler hat. But it's always some kind of fancy hat. Yeah. It's never in like a, you know, Joe Exotic baseball cap. No, uh, no. no. Yeah. Very dumb. And I wonder if it might be like, and I don't know how because we don't know, but... Uh, the one I saw in Tombstone actually had a cowboy hat, but that could have been specific oh. to Tombstone. Exactly, and that's what, that's my point. Like, since there's a whole disgusting underworld, Clyde. yeah, like regional Clydes. Like, so maybe <laughs> you see the more flat, creepy Reverend Kane hat more often in like. The East Coast and the Midwest, and then top hats, super. Because I wherever every time I'm in Jerome, I see the same dude. He always has a hat on, but I he's specific to Jerome. 
He's there. Yeah. He's not, I, I don't ever see him anywhere else. He's in <laughs> Jerome. So. Yeah, but that is, that's just the dude that likes to follow you around. Yes. Different thing. He's just a dude. He was probably a prospector. Miner. Oh, he's definitely in he the, worked the mines. In a hat. But Clyde's are icky, gross, uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, so there's right, yeah. So it's like spirits and hats, which is fun when they just are like, "Hey, this is what I like to wear it's forever." I'm just gonna wear it forever. I'm gonna wear my. This is what I wear. My plaid shirt, <laughs> my suspenders, my dungarees, and my hat. Yeah, I like that guy. The one in Jerome. Uh-huh. My afterlife outfit would contain a hat. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Those are hat. These are these are hat Clydes. Hat Clydes. Hat Clydes. Hat people. They're not people. I don't like it. it yeah, makes me no. uncomfortable. No. Um. Yeah. What was? I don't know what other ones like the more common dark entities. We have specific Northwest. We have a lot of weird stuff that comes out of kind of the wooded areas. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Somewhere between, not quite cryptid because they're not physical that mm-hmm. way, but they're more kind of spirits. That hang Elemental. Out yeah. So we'll get a lot of calls um, on my team and we'll go and check out places, like especially in Battleground mm. or closer over by Camus. Mm-hmm. Battleground and Camus are weird. Weird, weird energy places. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. Some of the most haunted places that we've been to were there. There was one house we got called out to in the middle of the woods. And the first thing that I'm. I'm Where are you? <laughs> it just says, there you are. Okay. Um, but uh, so um, the. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I can't figure out how to see you guys again. Don't. You guys are gone forever. Uh? Oh, there you are. Hey. Hey. Again, my phone is telling me that I'm running out of battery. So I'll fix that. Anyway. So we got called out to a house out in Battleground. And the old, we don't tend to get much heads up information on these things. We just kind of end up running into them. But one of the things that they did clue us in on was whatever creature was roaming around this guy's house at night had thrown up something on the porch. Oh, God. Like a some sort of an organ or it was, it just looked like a bloody piece of meat. Ugh. And it was maybe over a week from the time that they took the photo and sent it to us to us arriving at the house. And the blood was still wet. Oh, still fresh. Ooh. And that's, that's a big heads up when things aren't decomposing the way that they should. Yeah. That's, like, that is that's not okay. Issue and red flag for that. Uh. Um, but yeah, this thing would just, roam around the outside of his house looking through his windows and then one night just left that like and it wasn't even just like on his porch somewhere it was like right outside the front door oh that is absolutely bizarre i hate that with every part of my body that is just a whole bunch of nope all of it bizarre now did they ever figure out what that was did it go away or um, well, we are not sure. I went out and walked all through those woods while we were there. And to be honest, we found a few things. But, you know, there are some things that you can really fix. But haunted woods really is that's, not one of them. That is fair. Not one of them. Run a stage stick through or throw some salt around and fix haunted <laughs> woods. It's just, it's not how that works. Touche. 
Yeah, I uh, real recently actually a friend of mine, um, her husband rides motorbikes, motorcycles, and he will just go ride trails and disappear into the mountains and the woods for hours on his days off. Like that's what he does. And he has come across some very interesting things in our woods. Um, He's fairly certain that he has come across uh, Sasquatch markings. He comes across and he's just this. These aren't, you know, like normal hiking trails. He's deep. He's deep up just off road in the woods in Tillamook Forest. And he finds a lot of um, and it's always in the shape of an X. And it it's very intentional. Mm. Whether it's limbs, twigs, and it's never small. It's usually very, very large. And it's always in the shape of an X and it's not natural. You can tell it was placed there. And he's shown me photos. It's pretty bizarre. But he uh, had real recently been out riding on this trail by himself. And he said that he felt like something was watching him. And he just gunned it full bore out of as fast as he could. And he kept looking back because he felt like something was chasing him, but there was nothing there. And he wanted to take me out there. So just a couple weeks ago, he took me out there, um, not to the exact spot because it's like super deep into this trail. But he, you know, drove and we walked into the trail uh, just a little ways. And... um, it was 100% elemental because I just stopped and I was like, oh, it's watching. It's 100% watching and it's, but the thing about elementals, like I explained to him, I was like, you know, it's not necessarily good. It's not necessarily bad. It's just, it just is. And it knows mm-hmm. you're in its area. It's, it knows it's that you are in its place and it doesn't necessarily mean you harm, but, but it it doesn't like you being there. So it's watching to it's, see what you right. do. So and then, maybe, then it'll know how to proceed, whether to leave you alone or to fuck right. with you. And, well, and that's the thing. He said, well, is it evil? And I was like, well, you have to think about it this way. You're dealing with something that isn't human. So good, bad, evil, or it it doesn't register. All it knows is what it likes, what it doesn't like, what it wants and what it doesn't want. Like a toddler. It it doesn't think the way humans think. So you can't think of it in terms of good or evil. It just, it, it runs off of just feel. And I, so I just told him, I said, you know, if you want to ride that trail again, make an offering, just you know, make, make some, say, Hey, I'm here. I mean, you know, harm, offer it something shiny, offer it some honey, offer it some fruit, some nuts, some thing. Tobacco's always good. Um, just give it an offering. Let it know you mean no harm that you love the area and you just pass through from time to time and see what happens. So he hasn't done it yet. He's a little afraid to go back, but when he does, I'll report back with that one. So yeah. I would be too. And I think you make a good point that, you know, it's not necessarily good or evil. It's just how it works. And I find that a lot with negative entities too, because mm-hmm. people want to call them demons or like evil spirits and things like that. And what I find more often than not is they're just doing 
whatever their job is on the other side. Mm-hmm, right. So they're kind of like animals in that way. You know, the fly may definitely think that the spider is evil, but the spider is just doing what spiders do. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll find entities that are feeding on families or whatever. And they're like, this thing's evil. And, and it's, it's this terrible creature. And I'm like, no, this is just how it functions. And we don't know why. And, right. But it needs to just not here or, you know, anywhere for that matter. But these are things that we just come across and, humans aren't used to being prey mm-hmm. in that sense. So right. they immediately want it to be evil when a lot of the times this is just how they function and they survive and we happen to be what they eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I mean, trying to explain elemental, it's like, well, it's not a person. It was never a person. It's, it's of the earth. It's of the land. It's of the woods. It's of the forest. It just is. Yeah. And um, so it doesn't process emotion. It doesn't have that. It doesn't, behave that way just knows what it likes and what it doesn't like um well and then you have those entities like uh the butterworth building in seattle for those of you that don't know it butterworth building was the first morgue in the state of uh washington and it's there's a bunch of whole other nefarious stories that go along with that place but um you know it had the chapel it had the morgue and at the top of the building was where they built the coffins and when we investigated that place, there is a very large, very like floor to ceiling black thing. And it's one of those entities that was created from sadness and despair. Mm-hmm. And and it's one of those entities that's created from that energy because it thrives and it feeds off of it. So Mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. It's not necessarily an evil entity. Um, Mm -hmm. Construction workers can't build anything there. They've been trying to do it for years and, you know, they get hammers thrown at them, not ladders knocked down. They just can't seem to finish up in there because it won't let them. But, you know, again, it's, it's not necessarily an evil. It just was formed of, despair therefore it is a darker negative feeling energy so that's a really kind of an excellent and interesting idea that you bring out there because it's so true that sometimes these things are formed actually from us people think yeah. that they came you know from somewhere else or from some you know terrible hellhole or whatever but a lot of times they come from us either are you know great accumulations of sadness or something that i've i call fracturing when you have a human spirit that needs to move through the light. So you move them through the light, but they'll leave something behind, like all of their anger or all of their sadness or their alcoholism or their mental disability. They'll leave that behind because that kind of gets purified out as they move on. Uh But then sometimes if that sadness or that anger was strong enough when they went through, it will either kind of fracture off as a different personality or like a completely different entity and go and live just as the sadness or as the anger. Right. Or sometimes a bunch of those smaller fractions kind of just collect together like a Power Ranger Megazord. <laughs> and that's exactly, <laughs> yep, nope, that's exactly what's in the Butterworth building. I just think it's a conglomerate of gunk that was left in that building that just became that thing. Like, and, you know, the mice and stranger things become the big crazy animals. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I think that that it definitely is a misconception that a lot of people don't understand is not all entities are people 
that have passed. They are yeah. not all demons from hell. They are all not oh, none of them are. restless spirits that couldn't cross and don't know they're dead. There's there is so much more to it. You know, places can be oh, yeah. haunted not by a person, but just by the energy that's left behind mm-hmm. can become its own thing. And I think that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So, for like, sure. yeah, like places like battlefields, Gettysburg, for instance. Yes. Gettysburg is gnarly. Oof. That yeah. place is gnarly. Truly. Um, place is gross. Yeah. And I can only imagine I what the concentration camps must must have Oof. there or, um, you know, the killing fields in Cambodia. You know, those kinds of places, I think, or I just can't even imagine. Mm-mm. Gettysburg, I know. Been there. Done it. Lived it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's a great place to go if you're into that, which we are. But, um, yeah, places can be haunted for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. And what they are haunted by isn't yeah. necessarily... So it's like these people. S- locations and specifically right now um they already have that like you know dark sad angry energy and i feel like maybe that attracts the other dark things that are actually some kind of dark creature they're like ooh, this feels nasty i'm gonna go be nasty over here mm-hmm. just kind of like oh so it's just like a perfect storm for fuckery yeah then there's like the weird have you ever encountered, and I'm, I know, I already know the answer to this, but like, I don't, I don't know that I, I'm probably interdimensional is probably the best word I can use where you are, um, the things you find in the in-between spaces, um, I've encountered a few things there and I don't know. So one night I was sleeping or so I thought, and I heard a thump next to my bed. This fucking guy. Yeah. I heard a thump next to my bed and I woke uh, immediately like in my brain. I'm like, oh, my daughter's trying to steal my cell phone again. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like my cell phone had fallen onto the carpet and I look over and my cell phone's there. And then I realize at the foot of my bed, I see these little things moving. And I just like the top of their heads. They they were short enough that just the top of their heads were the footboard. And they looked like children. Uh, their faces didn't have super features. They had big black eyes. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to get into the grays here because I, I don't think that's what they are. I God, I fucking hope not. But they have black hair. And um, they looked like a lionfish. One of them did. So the other one, literally, as it's walking back and forth at the foot of my bed, it jumped up and it perched like a fucking little golem Mm. on my footboard and it's staring at me. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I got to smack this thing. But right as I was thinking that, it swung its arm at me. And then its friend, who was exactly one of them, and this is going to sound really weird, it looked like it was wearing, it wasn't 
what it was. It looks like it was wearing some sort of suit that had these, it looked kind of like a lionfish. It had all these little things coming off of it. And it walked out of my room towards my son's room. And I'm thinking to myself, get up, get up. I'm trying to move and I'm trying to get up. And then I sat up and they were gone. You had like a Kelly Hopkinsville disco <laughs> goblin. Goblins. Yeah, but those things come up a lot more often than people really want to realize. And that's kind of where the whole cryptids or elementals thing kind of crosses over into uh-huh. alien territory. Because uh-huh. it was in that same mall where I was talking about the lady in white earlier, where there's one room in particular. And I have a whole disposable camera full of film from this place. I really need to get developed just to hmm. see what happens. But, um, there was one room in particular where they were like, yeah, no, in this room. And it's weird because it was like a weird octagonal room that looked a little bit like the inside of a spaceship anyway. Ooh. Like, no, in this room, we see most often small, little people, like little guys in um, hoods. And they don't have any faces, but what you can see is big green eyes looking out at you. Mm. So the goblins and kind of like the alien thing comes up multiple times. And kind of coming back to seeing weird things in the woods too. One of the scariest stories I've ever been told was uh, my friend April who grew up and lives near where I grew up in Northeast Oregon. Uh, she spends a lot of times just way deep out in the woods. Just that's how she lives her life. Uh-huh. And she said that the scariest thing she's ever come across in the woods was not a bear or a cougar or any of those things that she has come across. But one day they were out so far, just like absolutely in the sticks. And they come across an elderly couple sitting in a golf cart no, in the middle of nowhere. Uh-uh. And she's like, we went past them. They had like really weird, like waxy skin mm. and they didn't really blink. Mm-mm. And they just kind of like watched us go by. No. And it's just so unsettling because that's the last place where you would find that. And they looked very just proper, but extremely out of place. Oh, I hate that. Golf cart. And they didn't try and help them or anything. And she was like, I just had the worst feeling come over me. And we just, sped out of there as fast as possible across you know humans or whatever that are definitely not human and that's a very specific feeling on the inside that i'm talking to an alien feeling comes yeah been there nope nope nope. travis walton oh god is she on instagram your friend april i think i know exactly who it is and i'm obsessed with her right now I am obsessed with her videos and she is incredibly knowledgeable and just uh, amazing. Yes. So yeah, I know. Yes. Um, yeah. People who aren't people, that's another thing that, um, they're out there. And when you encounter one, you're going to fucking know it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like I fucking know it. Describe it other than just this feeling of, when you're sitting there talking to another human, but all of your like animal uh-huh. instincts, yeah. whatever you call it in the uh-huh. back of your minds are just like going haywire as like, this is not a human. This is not yeah. a human. Like, you're like, you nope, know, nope, nope. Your normal rational brain doesn't know how to comprehend that at all. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. No, they're, like, I don't know what they are or what they aren't, but mm-hmm. uh, when you encounter one, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know because you will, have a fear like you have never known. It's like that. It's similar to the feeling of when you're a kid and you're, let's say, you had to go down to the basement to get something, and 
Yes. You yes. don't want to turn off the light, but you have to. And then you're like, okay, well, I have no choice but to fucking run up these stairs. Like the floor is lava. You don't know why <laughs> you have that feeling, but you have it and that you just haul ass up the stairs and then it's okay to turn around and look. And then you're like, oh, there's nothing there. Or is there? Or is there? So right. that's when I've come across those people, that's the kind of feeling it gave me where I'm like, I don't know what's wrong or what's about to happen, but I know that I fucking got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, and I even had, I even got the chance to talk with one once and they admitted oh. it straight up. Just, oh God. Was, no. Cause did, did I tell you that story when I was giving the talk and the guy showed up? No. I oh my God, so, think, didn't he go I on? Mean, yeah, no, go on. Tell, <laughs> tell, tell, tell. I'll, I'll kind of give you the best best version, but I was giving this talk on witchcraft at kind of like this spiritualist church sort of setting. And uh, I kind of clocked this guy when he walked in. I, like, I kind of saw him, but he sat near the back. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, I immediately noticed, but I was like, okay, whatever. And so we get to the point where we start doing a Q&A and people can start asking me questions. And immediately his hand is the first one to shoot straight up in the air. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what's up? And his question was, uh, he said that one time he had gotten a reading from someone who had identified as a light worker and uh, it was a phone reading and they had just started and this woman's like, okay, um, okay, I'm just going to tune in and see what I pick up. Just hold on for a moment. He's like, okay. And so she's quiet for a second. And then he said, suddenly she freaks out, says, I know what you are and hangs up on me and ceases all contact. Oh. And his question after telling the story in front of everybody is, so do you know what I am? Uh, oh, yep. And so I'm immediately like, ah, fuck. And I'm in front of a bunch of people holding a microphone. Right. I'm, like, I'm not about to get into this. And so I just go kind of like, see me after this and I'm happy to answer your question. He's like, okay. And then we go through the rest of it and the whole talk ends and he's just kind of lurking in the back. Ugh. And you're like, yeah, Oh God, please go leave. Please leave talk to this guy. Right. And Ugh. my whole team is there and my husband's there and my husband's like, don't go talk to him. I'm like, no, like I have to do it. It's going to be fine. Like there's a lot of people here or whatever. Yeah. So I go over there and I start talking to him and it's very hard for me to talk to him because again, every instinct inside of me is saying, this is not a person danger. Will Robinson danger. Yes. And I'm like, okay. So He's like, hey, so did you have an answer? And I just looked at him and I said, yes, I believe that you're an extraterrestrial. And he gives me the most gnarly, satisfied smile I have ever seen and proceeds to tell me about, uh, he, he starts just randomly saying, yeah, the boy was eight when I arrived. Oh fuck! Nope, I just got chills. Surgery, and that's when I came in. Oh god! And he he also claims to be part of the Stargate project that they would um, test him his psychic abilities and that his were like off the charts and stuff. And even just talking to him, their energy is like tentacles. Yeah. Because oh god! As soon as you clock them, they know that you know. Yeah, so I've even been like in a grocery store once in Portland where I was walking through and there was one of them and I just saw him out of the corner of my eye and I knew and as soon as I knew I watched him out of the corner of my eye just whip around Ugh. and look at me and I was like gotta go gotta go 
Oh, no. I don't like that reminds me because my brain just works in pop culture. But like the in Stranger Things, I can't remember which one, but it's got like the creepy like little black. I think it's when you see the giant Demogorgon in the sky Mm -hmm. and it has the creepy little feelers. Mm -hmm. The mind flare. Yes. Thank you. And it just like you you see it and then. It knows, and so those little tentacles are like, oh, hey, friend. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, fuck off. Yeah, no, that actually made my head itch. Yeah, I hated it with my nip noops. I mean, just I can just imagine the shit-eating Cheshire Green gave you. It feels very black hole sun. He expected me to call him directly on it, but as soon as I did, he was, like, so excited and it, it was weird because while I'm talking to him, there's kind of like an under conversation happening at the same time mm-hmm. because we're kind of trying to keep it to like, oh, this is interesting. Like, OK, like tell me about your weird ass alien arrival. But also on at underneath it, I can kind of feel his energy. So I'm trying to build like a wall uh-huh. yep, yep. between me and him while I'm talking to him. But I can tell that he knows that I'm building a wall while I'm talking to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hate those things. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, my husband was like, we have to go now. Like, he's like, I don't want you talking to him anymore. He just kind of like came over and was like, we got to go. And you're like, oh, oh, thank you. Uh, I do not like those things at all. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And it was, it was like that when I was sitting next to Travis Walton. Less scary, but still mm-hmm. just so fucking unsettling. Travis that. Walton is a very he's he's a very nice man. Yes, but you know, you know, yeah, he's, that he is not piloting his own ship. No, no, I would I would agree with that. That's I would agree with. It's that. Travis, but also it's not and yeah. hasn't been. Um, but yeah, those. Ugh, it's like the well, no, not really. Um, the dude in. Camus with the morphing face. Yeah. Yeah. It, yes and no. That was a little different because that's that's, that's more attachment. Yeah. He had something that was in there with him. Um we went to a house and um to quote unquote investigate and uh the issue was in the basement with the roommate. And so we were talking to the roommate. But once we got into the house and like a lot of older homes in Camas, it was, you know, those older homes, it's, they're all compartmentalized, right? It's not an open floor plan. Like you have to go through room to room to room to room to get wherever you need to go. I needed to know where he was at all times. I was wildly uncomfortable with not knowing his whereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he finally came up to tell, you know, what had been happening to him down in the room, I was sitting and I was looking at him and he's looking right at me and his face slipped for just a nanosecond. It was like, it sort of like started to swirl and then it went right back. And he knew I fucking saw it, but I couldn't react because I didn't, I, I, I didn't want him to know that I knew whether he did or didn't. I just knew I couldn't react. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the scariest things I think I've ever seen because I knew 
that there was something in his body with him. Yeah. So and 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 it slipped for just a fraction of a second. So yeah, it that was, was that was that was an interesting night. But, was this the house that I went to later? Yes. Yep. Wait. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. Camus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 You've been there. Okay. Yeah. I'm like I know this house that you're talking. Yeah. About. yeah you do. No, yeah. That's the I one. I to go to that one yeah. later too with another member of my team, and that was a very strange house. Yeah. Um, and the strangeness on it, and them telling me. They're like, well, because their haunting kept acting up every time they would try to move. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's interesting. I'm like, I wonder what that is, what why that is. And she's like, well, because my ex-boyfriend decided that he was gonna bind the house with blood. And I'm like, okay, first of all, <sighs> no. <laughs> yeah. Every no. This is, this is a guy too that I think Z sent me a photo of him. And my phone froze up and broke. That's right. That it's the same guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 He was like he was he was a like, self-proclaimed oh. warlock. Were, were the words that was used? That face is appropriate. That face is appropriate. you. But yeah, no. Um, that his face started to swirl like you would see in. I don't know. I don't. It. It. Yeah. it yeah. And then it's, it went right back to where it was. And he looked right at me, just daring me to say something. Yeah. yeah. Just daring and me. And it's weird because they will definitely know like that. And it's, oh, he knew. It's definitely common. I, I used to watch um, really sketchy people get on the bus in Portland. And they'd be obviously kind of homeless and obviously have some mental things not going well. And they'd get on the bus and something would get on with them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was always just like, nope, 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 nope. Or um, that that does happen every so often haunting cases that we work on where we have negative entities where they will kind of exert some sort of influence on the person. Mm-hmm. Like there was the, the guy in the tinfoil hat that we went out to go see and he ended up kind of loving his, quote unquote, his demon that he ended up keeping with him like the freaking Babadook. But, um, but no, it there would be weird things where we'd be at his house and he'd be like, Oh no, like I gave you a tour of the entire house. And then later you'd be like, turns out there's a second story to his home that he was trying to keep us out of. And that's where it lived. Oh, they will kind of be influenced by. Uh Uh-huh. Gross. Well, I think, um, a lot of times with the mentally ill or, um, drug addicts, I think it's it's kind of a symbiotic relationship where I think that it feeds off of their mental illness Mm -hmm. as well as Mm -hmm. contributes to it. Because if they get better, their food source is gone Mm -hmm. or their energy source is gone. Yeah. Um, And so I think that a lot of times, you know, when people say that, you know, they have their demons, they literally, you know, have a, you know demons i mean it's uh but it's sort of that weird relationship I'm, mm-hmm. i don't mean it was like an actual demon i'm just saying the metaphor yeah. people having their demons yeah. that there actually is something to that mm-hmm. um there is there are those darker energies that will feed off of that mm-hmm. they don't want their host to get better yeah they do not for sure they do not and i think that that's why sometimes a lot of these people really struggle Mm-hmm. To get better. 
Yes, Mm -hmm. because there's a little something extra there Mm -hmm. that's helping them along. And that's not every case, but I I do think that that happens quite often. So definitely. Well, it also plays a role, too, of how the person responds to it, because sometimes, you know, we have attachments that are kind of exerting some sort of influence or, you know, very mild mind control or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then there are also people and I honestly think this is part of the case with this one. Um, where people like being haunted. Mm-hmm. They like having superna- something supernatural happening in their home. Even if it's detrimental to them, even if it's scary, they kind of want it to stick around. So even if, you know, someone like me or, you know, the people I work with or, you guys or whatever yeah. come in and remove it, the next day it's going to be back because they miss it. They want it to be there. And then at that point, it's just Jim Caviezel will take the wheel. Yes. 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 We actually have been to a house like that. It's never fun. It's never yeah. fun. Where they keep inviting things in? Yes. Well, yeah, there's plenty. We've been to a few. But the one you're talking about more recently. Yes, it was more recent. And then the other one was the other house that we've all been to yes. before. Yes. Um so speaking going back to like other more common entities, there's another one that you've talked about before and I always forget what it's called. But it's not Clyde. Or am I just making that up? I feel like there's one more. There's a Carl. That's, thank you, Carl. Carl. Yes. Let's talk about Carl. Yeah, no, Carl. Carl's a little different. So um, Clyde is always very tall. The the best way I describe it is if people um, have seen the second Conjuring movie. Yes. The the crooked man who comes out of the thing Mm -hmm. and is all very tall and very thin. Yeah. That's kind of how Clyde comes out. Carl, however, tends to be shorter. I would say Carl tends to hover around 5'5", five, five, normally. Um, kind of has like a crypt keeper face, and he prefers kind of like a brown yeah. hood, which is different, because they all really like the old black cloak figure thing, and I don't know why, but that's what we're <laughs> into. Um, but he tends to show up like that, and uh, Carl loves to give people anxiety. He loves to freak them out. And I think that they all kind of feed off of different kind of energies and different emotions. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of just part of his feeding process as he makes you very anxious and then kind of goes into it. Whereas Clyde tends to find someone who um, is either facing like a big bout of depression or some other sort of mental health struggle is when he'll kind of show up mm-hmm. I find most often. Um, kind of like when people have lost loved ones or if they're just currently in a mental health slump with their depression um, is when he'll show up the most often. But yeah, Carl doesn't tend to be one that I've run across the most. Um, we have a lot of spider entities that show up. Um, some people refer to these as sludge entities. And uh, it's it's a kind of a weird misnomer because sludge entities are called that, at least in my experience, because they tend to be hard to remove. Mm-hmm. They tend to be low level, but they are very sticky. It takes a while. You have to spend time to really scrape them out of there. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they form, they tend to show in kind of like a spider form. Either they'll show up as a giant black spider that's like hovering over somebody or attached to somebody, or um, like the one that I ran into, it's the same guy with the tinfoil hat that we were talking about. Um, It would kind of image as a black cloaked figure, but anytime it would need to travel from like room to room or one place to another, it would disintegrate 
into like a hundred spiders. Oh, they'd all crawl into God. a different place and then pile on top of one another and form him again. No. Until he would need to go. I don't like and that. that was a weird one for me because when we first went into the house, it's normal for me to be able to tell where an entity is in the room. Like it's in that corner or it's in this closet or whatever. But he kind of seemed to be everywhere. And I didn't know why. But I could hear like a like a scuttling. Ugh. Anything that skittles or scuttles is just not. Okay. No. But um, I could hear it. And the girl I was with was another psychic. And, and she kept kind of looking at me because I knew that she could hear it too. And I was in the bathroom and they come crawling out of the wall. Oh, come on. The living room. And that's when I'm like. Because I, I can tell when I'm seeing something with like what I call my outside eyes or my inside eyes. Yes. And I was seeing this one with my inside eyes, which so I'm like, it's a psychic thing. There's not actual spiders there. Right. But still, I was not here for it. No. So don't do that a lot. It's a lot of spiders. I don't like Mm-mm. spidery things in general. That I hate. Also, yeah, the uh, the entities that like to do the wall crawling. Yeah. No, yeah. thanks. Like that's. Why? That is right. fucking unnecessary. Get your scary ass out of the corner <laughs> of my ceiling and scuttle yourself back to whichever hell you came from. Yeah, because I don't daughter, want you. My daughter encountered one of those. Yes, the multiple spider lady. times. Multiple times. I do not love the spider lady. Glad she's gone. Good my God. I, less than the spider lady, liked the... Um, wasn't he a tall man in a top hat, but his legs were on backwards? So for a while there, my daughter, when she was 15, 16, uh, she kept, she would tell me, she's mom, I had this really weird dream and I just sort of, whatever, cool. And then it would be constant. She kept, mom, I keep having that dream. I keep having that dream. I keep having that dream. And I'm like, oh shit. So I, I said, okay. So tell me, and she would tell me about it. And I'm like, oh, honey, that's weird. But it was always the same. And so, of course, I call Seth and I was like, okay, dude, this is what I've got. And he's like, bring her in. (laughs) So the dream was she would sort of be in this room, this dark room, and she is tied to this chair and it's a wooden room and there's a door. And there's this big spider lady. It's a spider with a woman's face and she looks kind of burnt and crinkly. And she would she would crawl over the, over the walls and she would crawl up onto my daughter's chest and get in her face and tell her she has to open that door. But my daughter does not want to open the door. And she's like in this chair. She's tied to this chair. And this lady keeps telling her she has to open this door. And then the dream would turn into she's she's not scared anymore. The spider lady's not there, but she's walking through the woods with this little boy and they're holding hands and she feels very safe and comfortable and they're talking and he leads her to, you know, all of a sudden they get to this tall figure and it as they're getting closer to the figure, the boy that she's talking with, his face starts to grow what kind of looks like a toucan beak. 
And the creature thing guy that he's taking her to is this really tall thing, but its legs are backwards. Or so its knees bend backwards. So when it's walking towards her, the knees don't go forward, they go backwards. And that thing is also trying to get her to open this door. So, yeah. I don't love that. No. Because, no. number one, that definitely sounds like a Clyde. And that also sounds like yes. a number of other things that, like, I've ran into. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they do. Because, you know, a lot of people don't understand that these things need agreements in order to come in and do these things. Yeah. So they probably needed something from her in order to come in that she was refusing to give them. Yeah, and That's she... interesting. That was a rough time in her life. She was a 15-year-old girl, and she was an asshole. She was horrible. She was, she she was, was horrible. She was the worst. She was not a good teenager. But, I mean, hormones and teenagers and girls and awful, just awful. And, but she kept having this dream, and so I took her to Seth, and, and you know, he without any other details he just tapped in and he explained the room the spider lady and so he opened the door he opened the door and he said when he looked out it was all he saw was space just like black starry space and he shut the door yep um hate that yeah yeah and so yeah, and it, it does sound they definitely wanted her to do something, and um, I'm glad she didn't. <laughs> so she yeah, never, she never did. Yeah, she never did. He opened the door. Yeah, yeah. But is it? There was a whole bunch of other weird details. There's this wooden yeah. box with paper inside. It was, it was a bizarre time. Yeah. So um, that I hate the things that. Like you have a dream, but you know, you're like, it's not, no. this is, this is not, nope. You're like, it's happening, but it's not, um, that's, that's what I call the in-between. Yeah, the in-between. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Insidious, that is the best explanation of what that it's like. that I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, the yeah. further, yeah. the in-between, the further, yeah. uh, the first time I saw the first Insidious movie, I was so sketched out the whole time because so I'm like oh my god this is this, this is, is it like. this yeah. is what I do yes, this is exactly the thing and then like. I'm like oh fuck. I was like yeah thanks guys yeah. Uh, but I the first time I ever had a dream quotations uh, like that I was in fifth grade and I will never forget it obviously because it's been over 20 years since I've had this dream but I can see it to this very day in my head as clear as the night that I had it. The soul collector? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, I don't know what this guy was, but he was big and all I saw was the back of him. And it kind of reminded me of a Skeksy from the Dark Crystal. You know how they're all lumpy, but they're wearing cloak. So you can see like it's various humps um, like that. And I could see the top of its bald like beige, gross head, and it reached out for these little brightly lit orbs and like glass balls, like from Labyrinth, just rolling. And he would pick them up, and as soon as he touched them, the lights would go out inside of them. And then he would put them in this giant gold cage. Um, and so years and years later, I was telling that 
uh, telling that dream to a friend and he's like well you know that like when you go somewhere that's apparently haunted and people take pictures and there are orbs everywhere I was like yeah he's like well what is an orb supposed to be and I was like I don't fucking know and he's like souls I'm like oh no I hate that and the dream ended <laughs> yeah the dream ended and it's like when you know when you're having those in between dreams where you your awake brain will say something and your dream being is like oh shit and that's what happened in the dream he knew that I was there and like we were saying before, he I could feel that he had sensed that I was there. And he starts to stand up and turn towards me. And then I woke up. I was yeah. like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And they are somehow... Wait, what? Yes? What? Yes. Go. Oh, no. I was trying to remember. It's been a long time since you told me about this dream. Did you say, too, that he had like several pairs of arms no just the one pair but he had really really long fingers oh that was yeah gross um no thank god he just had that and not multiple arms of that because that would have been very scary uh it already was but um that i going back to before we're talking about you know like these things didn't they know you're there and yeah hate it and that because that somehow I've been told that that dream was connected to what happened in Gettysburg. Oh. So people that don't know about the time in Gettysburg, like we've already said, it's fucking sketchy as hell out there. Everywhere. And all of it is scary. All over. But I had, we were at an event and I was staying in a room with my friend because she had just gotten in for the night, hadn't seen her in a couple of years. And that night I started having one of those very weird dreams where you're like, okay, I know this isn't really a dream, but I know it's also not real. And in the dream we were going, we were getting ready to go on an investigation. And it was me and a small group of people. And I was in the hotel room I was in at the moment. Um, and so I sat on the bed and I saw this weird, it was like a laser grid when you investigate, like somebody had turned one on in the corner of my dream where I wasn't looking and I could see something moving down towards this girl's head and she again starts to turn slowly towards me because it's at this point where it's like, Hey, I know you're here and I know you're watching me. And that's when my awake brain was like, something weird is about to happen. My eyes snap open and the bed I was in, it felt like something was trying to get out of the mattress, but also jumping on top of it at the same time. My first initial instinct was, please be a rat in my mattress. Rather, that, that, that's your first. That, please be a rat. Please be a rat. Please be rodents. Yeah, please don't. Please, exactly. I'm like, if this is what I would prefer to what I know is actually happening, you know it's terrifying. Yes. But it was, and my first thought after please be a rat was, that's too fast. Yeah. That's too, that's not, that nothing should be moving on earth this fast like this. Um, and then I could feel bony little fingers pushing me in the small of my back. 
and it wasn't just like pushing it was like kind of like a push and a need like it was not it was not great but yeah somebody later after going in the room and feeling it out and seeing these things yeah and we talked later about it and she's like oh yeah they're all around and they have been for a long time and so i told her about that dream and she's like oh yeah they're connected i was like no i don't want them but those things have shown up like i've seen those things always i don't know what they are still like if they have a name but they're not great and i don't like it and recently well not recently recently but in the not too distant past they've popped back up um but never been in the bed with me like they were in gettysburg thank fuck but yeah they'll like sometimes they'll come and they'll push on my bed I'm like yeah. can you fuck off well, i think that gettysburg is one of those places like i was saying that there is so much energy there there's such a psychic imprint just left everywhere in gettysburg and none of it's good there's no happy joyous energy that that is there it's just a lot of sadness death and despair and the ground soaks that in that it it so when you have a place like that and you know, you have some darker things come through, then they are just so amplified mm-hmm. that they're like, fuck, yeah, this is look what I can do. Yeah, well, it's like what I was saying earlier. You have all that energy in the land or the area itself. Yeah. It just attracts all of that other grossness. Yeah. But yeah, those things, I, I have seen them a lot. For a long time, mm-hmm. everywhere, not just Gettysburg. Yeah, no, just Gettysburg is just sort of like a amplifier. Oh yes, for yeah, things I don't, to play. I think I've drawn one Maybe of those. The is sour. Yes, <laughs> the soil of sour. a man's the soil of a man's heart is stonier. Sour. Um, but yeah, I think I drew that thing for you once. Uh, both the creepy little gremlin dudes. And then the bigger dude. Sometimes I draw him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's, I don't. I always love your drawings. I was very impressed. (laughs) Not that long ago for people who don't know, we were all on an investigation together. Yeah. um, Kind of a predominant house in lower Washington. And I I didn't know that you were doing that or or had started doing Mm -hmm. that. Or I guess you have a history of it. But I just remember we had barely walked in and I had immediately kind of connected with the spirit that was there. And I look over it and you're drawing exactly what I'm seeing. <laughs> and that happened a few times that night. Yeah. Like, well, I'm talking with the spirit. And she's like, is it this one? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that started a couple summers in Lafayette when we did that Lafayette Yeah, that was, well, that, I'd done it before, uh, but never with that much frequency. It right. picked up right before, like right around that time when we went to Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, I hadn't done it for a while I think it was maybe that same year when we went to OGC was when I was talking to Sarah and drew mm-hmm. Clyde mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like Ugh. so it was around that it was the mm-hmm. same year mm-hmm. it was a little bit later when we went to Lafayette and yeah after that investigation it's just been like hey mm-hmm. you're gonna do this all the time now I'm like oh, I don't wanna 
<laughs> but okay. But okay. I don't have really a choice. I just got to do it. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I still have those on my phone. Yeah. And they get real creepy. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's right. I forgot I saw that. Um, yeah, I don't know. What is like one of the darkest, scariest entities you've encountered personally? Oh, it's hard to say because there's been quite a few of them over the years. There's been some, definitely some strange ones. Um, there was the first time I met Clyde, which was, which was quite jarring because at the time I wasn't sure exactly what it was I was speaking to. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he, he imaged for me as just kind of like a, a very well-dressed guy. Yeah. And as I'm talking to him, I'm starting to realize that something's not right. Mm-hmm. And as and as that's kind of clicking in, I'm starting to realizing it. His disguise sort of fades. Yeah. And I begin to realize that he's. It, it looks like his skin is not fitting correctly. Oh, and like Jesus. he's wearing a person's suit. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I, it was very much kind of like when I talked to the other guy. I I basically said, "Oh, you were not a human." And then he was like, "So." satisfied that like I had actually kind of figured him out that he gives me this big smile oh. and then that's when I see he has shark teeth like rows and rows and rows no shark teeth. So that, that was one that was not not a fun one no there was something in in one of the houses where I grew up in and actually I I dream about this house constantly it was actually my grandmother's house the, the house that my mom had grown up in um but it was a very strange house. I, I didn't necessarily have a um, an interaction with an entity in it, but the whole thing just felt like you were constantly being watched by something, like there was mm-hmm. something in there that didn't want you there. Like, And I found out much later, because this is kind of the sordid history of this house, so my mother grew up in the house, and then my grandma lived in it forever until she died, and then one of my other family members owned the house for a while. And then after the divorce, my father moved into it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Into my mother's childhood home, which is the weird, weird anyway. And then that's after that, when he was living in it, and I would go over there and stay with him, that's when I remember it feeling weird. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until later that in the in-between time, it had been a math house. Oh. And drugs. why... And again, that's when they kind of come in because Mm -hmm. these things need to be invited and they often are, but people don't realize how easy it is to invite them. Yep. So when I go to these homes and they're like, you know, oh, we don't know what happened. This thing just like showed up and started like, you know, attacking us or whatever. And I walk around the house for about five minutes and I come back and I'm like, okay, what's the rest of the story? And they're like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? And I'm like, it says that it was invited. Uh And then they go, Okay, so last week there was this Ouija board, and I'm like, uh-huh. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this entity, I'm like, you need to leave. And it's like, nah, bro, they told me that I could be here. And I'm like, oh, then that always throws a hitch in things. But People um, making deals, yeah, not not realizing they're making deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, making mm-hmm. bargains with things. Oh, I don't like that. It had shark teeth, though. I, isn't it interesting how some of these things present themselves? I mean, shark teeth right? of all things, well, I, or rows of rows of teeth, which exactly, sharks, not, but still, 
um, for some reason in my head, even though you said shark teeth, like rows of shark teeth, I thought of an anglerfish. Uh, basically, yeah. Hate it. Yeah. Um, but part of me wonders that, like, with these darker entities that are intelligent in their own very scary way, mm-hmm. um, do they appear like that because they know that it's scary to humans? Like, they're like, well, this will freak them right the fuck out. Like... Like in Poltergeist, it knows what scares you. Like, I'm going to appear like this because I know it's not a human norm. And I know it will make you feel very fucking creeped out. You right. But yeah, well, and clearly things in the in-betweens are interdimensional beings like that. They just, they they don't, they think they just look fucking. Or again, like you were saying before, that's how the human mind perceives it because that's what it can handle. Mm -hmm. Like maybe with uh, Lady in White, you see a benign one somewhere because that's all your brain can handle. But if you've been doing this for a while, then you see the fucking bloody screaming white lady and you're like, oh boy. Right. So that could also be a possibility. Well, like the Lady in White too goes so far across everything that it's because, you know, even in in Mexico, so like that, you know, we have La Llorona. Yeah. And, you know, who sometimes people mistake her for just kind of like a water spirit, like a, a lady of the lake. And mm-hmm. like, no, absolutely uh, <laughs> not. That's what uh, you're uh, going to stay away from. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. don't. But yeah, that's, ugh. They're all, I don't know, what's the scariest one you've seen? What, in terms of an entity? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean morphing face guy granted he was a person but there was something else in there with him mm-hmm. that was probably the scariest thing i've ever seen um i've encountered uh, non-human the, the non-human um it was after gettysburg actually Ew, the nipper uh well that one was in gettysburg it was it was after gettysburg um and we had we were flying standby on the way home. And so we didn't get on our flight. We were going to take the flight out the mm-hmm. next day. And we just stayed there in DC somewhere. And we had a hotel room and I'm sleep. I'm laying there. We had ordered a pizza, had a bottle of wine, just chilling after a you know long con weekend and watching naked and afraid like we do. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying there and I felt something get in bed with me. I felt the bed depressed and I just sort of hop, like my head pops up and I look and I don't see anything. And I'm just kind of thinking to myself, just get the fuck out of here. Just don't. And then I'm laying there and I felt the foot of the bed depress. And I open my eyes and I see it's a shadow figure, totally dark human shape. And it, it's leaning like its arms are on the bed and it's like leaning down and it's, you know, facing me. There's no features. And then it starts to crawl, uh, gets on the bed and starts crawling up me. And I'm trying to move. And it's like, I'm telling myself to move. And I, when I could finally move, I literally sat up and I was, I just swung my arms and she's over there. She's like, girl, you okay? Mm -hmm. I could, I'll tell you tomorrow. (laughs) I could see it later. Mm hmm. 
standing over the bed like Mm-mm, yeah don't do so, it and um, you were trying to say something but I went back to sleep yeah but it, it's one of those things where you know my eyes are open I think I'm seeing the room I'm seeing everything I just you can't fucking move and some people say oh it's sleep paralysis okay cool maybe but also also there's that in between space and um that that was probably the scariest because it was on me. It was crawling up me and I could not move. Yeah. I and like that. until just the very end there. But, you know, I mean, in terms of like investigations and stuff, the the thing at Buttersworth was very intimidating and it tried to be. Um and it did get to a point where it was time to go but I have yet knock on wood to encounter something that scares the shit out of me other than like you know face morphing guy but he was we were there he was yeah human ish human with a with a sidekick but um yeah it's it's it that would have to be the Mm-hmm. The thing that crawled yeah. up me. I don't, like I don't know what guy. it was going to do. I don't know what it wanted, but I, like I didn't like guy. it. I don't like yeah. that guy. I didn't like it. Uh-uh. That's a bunch of no. And you're right, too, that the, the sleep paralysis is such an intense in-between place. And it's it's a very interesting plane of existence because when you're there, a lot of times people who are experiencing sleep paralysis will have their eyes closed and yet still see the entire room yeah. very mm-hmm. clearly because other things click in. It's your inside because eye. That is also a doorway for astral projection. Yep. Right. So people who I know who have really intense sleep paralysis are like, oh my God, it's like every single night. I tell them to start doing astral projection and they tend to be very good at it and take it very quickly. And then once they start doing it on a regular basis, their sleep paralysis stops. Right. Because their yeah. spirit's trying to actually eject itself and then they have to just kind of figure out how to do it on their own mm-hmm. yeah I, sleep paralysis that's only happened to me like twice and i'm like nope i'm out well i think the yeah, times no. that i've experienced that the in-betweens and i think that's it it's kind of like how seth was explaining what was happening to my daughter my daughter was traveling my daughter can travel my daughter oh yeah i was at dad's last night they everyone was asleep you know she can do that once she realized what was happening i think for me it's always the, when I get into the in-between, it's kind of like I'm there and then I realize what's going on and I get sucked right back in because it freaks me the fuck out. So um, that's how I've always seen my time in the in-betweens is it's it's like I'm there momentarily and then I realize, oh, shit, and then I come back in. Yeah, no, that's not how it works for me. Unfortunately, I hate it. So, um, yeah, because I'm yeah, not, I'm never not... there too terribly long, where I'm gonna go exploring and walking around people's houses at night. I I because I always encounter something. Mm-hmm. There's always something that I don't like there that I can see that mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, but I don't necessarily. I don't go. Oh, I'm I'm astral traveling i'm i I, that's not where my mind goes i just think that that part of my brain just shuts it down and i don't keep going mine always makes it seem completely benign until it doesn't 
And then it gets real fucking weird real fast. I'm like, so, every time, why do you do this to me? Why <laughs> you just starts out fucking Why up you do me like, like nope. that? I'm out. Well, I think it's because that's why. It's like, oh, she knows right away what we're up to. She's going <laughs> to fucking peace out. And we got to. Again, this is why the movie Insidious freaked me out so hard. The first time I saw it, I was like, no, that sounds too familiar. I don't like it. Um, it hit me in all the wrong ways. Exactly. I'm like, no, it's not nice. Um, I think the scariest one I've seen, I mean, the Soul Stealer dude in my dream was very scary, but not immediately. It was more of a right before I woke up kind of thing. I'm like, you don't want this to see you. Um, but that one, he's like a slow burn because I know he's still around, but he hasn't done anything personally to scare me since I was in fifth grade. Um, but like the scariest one would either be the thing in Jerome mm-hmm. for sure. Um, or the first time I saw one of those creepy little goblin dudes. Uh, that was in eighth grade. Um, it, and again, I always talk about the thing in Animorphs where they talk about the hole ripping in space and time and just something coming out. That's, that also freaked me out because that's how it happened in this. I was very, very sick. Uh, I had gone to Costa Rica with my advanced Spanish class over C. Over spring break where I told my host mother that, because uh, I had a really bad sunburn and I couldn't remember the word for sunburn. So I just said, soy en fuego, which means I'm on fire. <laughs> and she laughed. She knew what I meant, but she's like, you dumb American. Um, but as soon as I set foot off the plane to come home, I was out of school for another like week and a half. I was violently ill and I still to this day don't know what it was. Malaria. No, there's no malaria there. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say something, but I couldn't think of anything else. Cholera. That's not right. Dysentery. Um, Sure. I had like (laughs) a horrendous fever. So I would hear things and see things in my room out of the corner of my eye. But I was just like, it's a fever. You're just having fever dreams. Until that was inexcusable i'm like no that's not right that's nope this is not a fever (laughs) this is not a fever and it's like how i talk about seeing these things like it's an animation cell i can see the room as it is and -hmm. then it's like somebody flips over a sketch on top of it yes so i can see yes yeah exactly that's how i always talk about um seeing these things like yeah that's and that's that's exactly how i explain it too because people like well how do you see ghosts or how do you see things well sometimes you see them in your mind's eye Mm -hmm. and then sometimes you see them like they're literally just a cell like yeah just over like traced they're just over Mm -hmm. what's really happening it's like you can see both you can see both yeah um but it was it was like that and it was my closet door i always have to sleep with my closet doors closed this is also part of the reason why but they were sliding doors and there was a door opening and closing way too fast. Like the thing in Gettysburg that was in my bed. I'm like, no door opens and closes that fast. And it was just like, 
constantly. And the only thing I could see beyond it for a second was just blackness, like the blackest black void that should never exist anywhere. And then just as soon as I see that void, there's a thing standing in there that wasn't a split second ago. And it's probably maybe a little bit taller than a toddler size, like, I don't know, three and a half feet tall, maximum, very, very gaunt, gray, bony, the long bony fingers, like kind of like claws and then pointy ears, a very long hooked pointed nose and just these black, black eyes. And that's what they look like all the time. But that's the first time I had seen one. And it, I could see what it actually looked like, but it also looked like it had tried to turn itself into a clown because I'm terrified of clowns. So it's like, I know what really scares you. And it had, it looked like it had just taken white face paint and just run its hands down its face. And it was wearing like a very, like it was a clown outfit, like you'd see at the circus or in a cartoon, but no, nothing, but you. it wasn't right. Like, I'm like, I see what you're doing. And I don't remember, like, I just remember looking at it and it's looking at me and smiling this huge black hole sun smile. And it's got all the pointy teeth. Gil. Yeah. I hate, that. I hate yeah. it. And that's the first time <laughs> I, I saw one of those. And those are the things that I get to see some for some unholy reason i still don't know why but nina said that they get sent to me no send them back (sighs) bless it but yeah that would probably be the scariest one that i've ever seen send them back and then i was thinking dude and jerome of another weird ass one there was um there was a house in I want to say just lower Washington. I'm not, I don't totally remember where it was, but it was this big house. And it's it's surprising the number of hauntings or weird things acting up that I get called to that are in modern, very affluent housing developments. They're oh. not old, broken down, 300-year-old farmhouses <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. A lot of them tend to be these very normal, up-to-date homes mm-hmm. that have been built in the last 10 years or so. And uh, it was this whole family that was living together. And it, it wasn't like a structured family where it had like parents and kids and stuff like that. It was a bunch of like siblings and cousins. Oh, okay. And it all moved into this house. And there was like five or six of them. And they could not get along. Oh. So there was a lot of kind of poltergeist activity, even us just sitting there with them for like 20 minutes just to kind of, you know, so what's going on here? They would start to fight with one another about, no, that was in this room. Or, no, that was in this room. And, and they would escalate each other so crazy. Yep. And this was the house where they had the doppelganger thing happening. Oh. Where one of them would be like standing in the kitchen, like say like Jim was standing in the kitchen and his sister Sue would come in and talk to him and be like, you know, they'd have a very normal conversation and then she'd go upstairs. And but he's then up there. Sue would come in through the front door with an armload of groceries. And he'd be like, where did you get those? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'd have gone for an hour at the grocery store. And he's like, no, I was just talking to you. But all of them had that experience in there. And one of the other things, I hate that in the house was uh, a military veteran. Mm -hmm. And so he had a lot of kind of baggage going on, but he was the most heavily affected by the haunting. And at night, 
something would get inside of him and they, they would they would hear this weird screeching they were like we just hear a screeching like a howler monkey uh-uh. we don't know where it comes from but then they actually had him on film leaping because they had a split level leaping from the second story balcony onto the first floor crawling like running on hands and knees I and am- they all described it and they all agreed one of the very few things that they agreed on was the fact that when this would happen they described that it looked almost like his forearms would elongate to compensate for the running. I am so fucking uncomfortable right now. I hate that. I hate everything you're saying. Wow. But they actually had footage of him then running on all fours into the kitchen, opening the fridge and begin to eat raw hamburger. Ah, come on. When he saw them videotaping him, he goes, he can't see this. And tries to take the camera away. <gasps> no. It's like where the end of the film is. Because whatever it was, because the, the guy was like a raging skeptic during the day. And be like, none of this stuff ever happens. You guys are just making it up. Meanwhile, at night, he's doing this stuff. No. Okay. And so that's why they ended up filming it. And that would- he was so against like nothing's happening here. But then the thing knew. It was like, no, he can't see this. He can't know. That would fall under the scariest fucking investigation ever. I mean, that just the doppelganger shit and and that. I mean, that's 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 serious. Yeah, no weird shit. I've seen some weird shit. We need Jesus. No, that's 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 insane. That's there's there's some weird shit, and I've said truth. Is always stranger than fiction, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always. This shit is real, and it's there's that really makes me uncomfortable. And that's low. That's local, yeah. Yeah, it was in Washington, I think. That um, might have been in Vancouver. I'm not sure. Local enough. Run together at this point. <laughs> yeah, local enough. That local, counts. Yeah, doppelganger though. That that freaks me out. That's the kind of like shit. That. That... So how did uh, how did that one turn out? It went it went all right. Um, it's always hard when you have a family that fuels it so intensely. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the first thing that we need here, and it's always mundane things that are going to help the most that people don't want to do. Because, you know, they, they would love for you to, like, you know, shake a sage stick around in there and it's salt. salt. <laughs> yeah. And Wave some sage, throw some salt. It's a big family counseling session yeah. to figure their shit out so that they can stop feeding it all this stuff. Did so. you figure out what was uh, attached to him? Yeah, I... It's hard because they don't always have names. I'm like, it was a thing. It was a, just a thing. Yeah. I don't really know yeah. what it was, but I didn't love it. Uh-huh. Um, so we ended up pulling that off of him. No, that's good. And it's hard too because you're right. They do like that kind of that trauma or that mental disability. Or they need it. Anyone with really intense PTSD or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They just love to latch onto that. And especially when you've been in a war situation. Like oh, that. yeah. He was a an Iraq war veteran. So it was all very fresh. Yeah. I mean, low vibrational entities love that. Mm -hmm. That's what they need. Well, let alone any kind of foreign spirits, because, you know, depending on where you are in the world, the spirits are different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the Middle East. You're going to pick up something 
completely different and bring it over here like uh-huh. never seen before. So yeah, which makes it real fun to try and get rid of because you're like, I don't even, I don't even know, right? What this is? Do you speak Aramaic? Yeah. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> so we we can't fix this. <laughs> Damn. Well, shit, y'all. Yeah, spooky as fuck up in here today on this day, the day of our Lord. Uh, yeah, whatever no, see, day it is. This is the thing. We tried to rein it in too. We st- and I was like, that yeah, was no, it. We we're gonna end. We can end up talking like for four hours about this shit. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. So you, where are your classes? Because this is coming out the twenty seventh, I believe. I said, um, yes. Yes, that is correct. So do you have any classes scheduled for August where people can come check out? Um, I don't at the moment, okay. but hopefully soon. I do like to do about one class every month or so, mm-hmm. and they rotate through what the topics are. So I am doing a Naked Adventities class um, next week. I'm also teaching at Witches Fest this upcoming weekend Uh which will also be a class on Mexican folk magic mm. and another class on hauntings as well. But um, the best way to kind of keep up to date with that is just kind of hanging out around my Instagram. I'm at Oregon Woodwitch. Um, and then that's where I'll post whenever I have classes coming up. And I do take requests. So if there's something that I get a lot of requests for to do a class on, I'm happy to do it. Um, and I'm always needing kind of ideas as well. So I've taught, you know, saints and novenas and, you know, regular candle magic and, um, this time we're branching out into kind of some of the more paranormal things. So if people need or want more paranormal classes, I will probably do that. Um, I'm working on turning the paranormal one into a much longer series. This yes. is my first kind of two-part Fair. class that I'm teaching through the Instawebs. And it's it's very hard because even with four hours of time, it's still not enough. Exactly. Right. You're trying to teach French, you know, right? And, well, there's such a short amount of time. There's so I'm to do a multiple week one. Yeah, because there's so many veins you can go down, you know, with with the paranormal and investigating, and it's just. I mean, we've just been talking about dark entities, and we could probably have talked for another two hours. Yes, there's just, oh, yeah. you know, and not all entities are dark. So there's a whole other faction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's a whole so many other branches. Yeah. Um, to yeah. all of this. And you get into so, things like portals that come with them. Yes. All the other stuff that happens around them. And- yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, but like I said earlier, if anyone gets a chance, please take his classes. They're fucking amazing. They are absolutely so good. Just so good. Amazing. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything else. I'm, I think we did it. I think we did. Like I said, we could keep talking for another two we hours, really but could. ain't nobody got time. No. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time. I have to pee. I do too. <laughs> but yes, well, thank you so much for joining us thank and being our first Patreon guest. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you for Anytime. being on show. We're so happy to have you. We'll have to have you again in a different topic. Yes. Get all crazy. Yes, for sure. Weird. And hopefully by then we can actually have you in studio because there won't be any weird shit. Hopefully. Uh. Hopefully. See? Fuck La Corona. Something hard. Yeah. Sandpapery. Uh-huh. But, all right, honey. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. We love you. Yeah, I love you guys. Mwah. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs>